As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one, zero. Hello. Welcome to... Episode 207. Big Life Events. Hey Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So Katie, quite an interesting episode today about how to handle your money when something comes around that can be unexpected at times. Well, and it could be very exciting. So the idea for this show, again, came off of another conversation I overheard on the shuttle to work. You know, we should start a podcast just on the conversations you overhear on the shuttle. You know, if, when the <laughs> shuttle days end, what are we going to talk about? I know. I don't know. Not going to have any content. So this is another conversation that I overheard on the shuttle that kind of got me thinking. Yeah, so before we dive into today's episode, we are looking to give away something special to someone in our audience. We're asking you guys to do one thing in return though. If you guys could please take a screenshot of yourself listening to the Chain of Wealth podcast and DM us on Instagram. It's at Chain of Wealth on Instagram and you could be a lucky winner. Mm. All right, Kate, you ready to dive into today's show? Yeah. Fantastic. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate, you literally have got me on the edge of my seat <laughs> once again. What did you overhear on the shuttle bus? Okay, so actually, this came, I was late for work today. And this is not a common occurrence, but while I was on my way to work, like literally 10 cars in front of me, I guess there's like this massive car accident and they shut down like half of the major road. And I drive with my phone in my trunk, basically just, I don't need it because I can Bluetooth anything that right, I need. Yeah. So they rerouted us all through 
the neighborhood and everything. And I am like a one shot kind of girl. Like I know one way to get to work. And if you take me off of that, then I am lost. Yeah. But to be fair, you're on like a major highway all the way there. So yeah. So I was kind of just, you know, going along, hoping the guy in front of me knew where he was going. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this poor person. It's a Monday morning. And they like, so many fire trucks and ambulances and police officers, like my heart went out for these poor people. Oh, I hope man. they were okay. So I was thinking about that. And then I finally got onto the shuttle and I'm a little panicky because I'm late and I'm never late. And I hear the girls behind me talking and they obviously knew each other very well. And I have seen them, but I don't know them. and. The one girl was talking about how, I presume her boyfriend, are buying a house. Right. And they are, again, I presume, these are all my context clues from, from <laughs> eavesdropping. I presume that they are living in his family home. And then they are buying this house and she is all packed up, mainly because she didn't unpack really, because I think she has only been living there for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And this is his childhood home. Right. And he has not packed anything. Wow. So. And all I, all I really wanted to say, I wanted to turn around and be like, girlfriend, you know you're packing all that stuff, don't you? Like, let's be realistic <laughs> here. Wait, hold on. But so I are they buying a home together? I or? think they did. Okay. I think they did. I think they're close because she said they're closing on Friday. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So those are my context clues for what I want to talk about was big life things coming up. Now, moving in with a boyfriend or a girlfriend can be a really exciting thing. Yeah. I mean, like you did that when you came up to live in DC with me. Yeah. And I was so excited. And you know, and I'm bringing back the the horrific car accident too, because you need to have money like stored up because you never know what life is going to bring. I'm sure that person who left for work today was not expecting to be in such a bad car accident that half the highway was closed because of them. So you need to have money saved up. But let's be a little bit more lighthearted because I am a firm thinker that most people listening to Chain of Wealth are probably in their car. And we don't want to talk about horrific car accidents. Yeah. So if you are going to DM us the thing on Instagram, please don't when you get to work. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it while you're driving. So anyway, so moving in with each other, what are some costs that are associated with moving? Because I'm not a stranger to moving and you're sort of not a stranger to moving. What are some things that people, if you haven't really moved before or you haven't, had to pay for it, what are some things that we could really help prepare them? So, Kate, I think that the first thing that I'm going to say for this topic is whatever you think you're going to spend, you probably are wrong. Are wrong. And, and you're going to spend more. And it's probably going to cost more than what you think it will. And that's for a very simple reason is that this isn't something you do all the time. Right. So when it comes to moving in particular, like there's this cost that add up with the things that you can control. So maybe you can choose whether you're going to buy brand new boxes or go find somewhere that's got boxes. You know, and if you're buying brand new boxes, you're going to pay a fortune for it, but there's a convenience aspect. So there's always the way to pay yourself out of a situation, 
you can always pay your way out of something with convenience, you know? Mm-hmm. The problem with that though is it can cost lots of money. So if you were to buy a whole bunch of boxes, that'll cost you a lot of money. If you want to hire a really big U-Haul, that'll cost you a lot of money. If you want movers to move stuff for you, that'll cost you a lot of money. Or you could do it all yourself. And, you know, you'll probably get done, you know, and you'll be very tired after it. But just to give you an idea of something that you wouldn't necessarily expect to pay for, the cost of breakage. You know, inevitably when you move stuff, something's going to break and it could be something cheap, you know, like maybe a glass, you know, and there's no big deal with breaking the glass or it could be something sentimental, like some crystal, you know, that someone gave to you and that means a lot to you sentimentally and in value as well. So there's this hidden cost to moving just on that side on breakage, but there's a million other costs that can creep up. Yeah, when I think, I don't know why my brain always goes straight to food, but when you are moving, typically you hire, and I use the word hire loosely, your friends, and then usually payment is in the form of food, pizza, and beer. Beer is usually what it is. But if you have like 10 friends that come and help you move, uh, that is not cheap because when on the few occasions when we eat pizza, we do like a DiGiorno frozen pizza because it's so much more cost effective. Right. But when you order a pizza and if you're feeding a bunch of people, it's going to be expensive. And that a pizza, a couple of pizzas alone could easily a be a hundred dollars. Yeah. Maybe that's just because where we live is super expensive. I don't think so. I think that's just the cost. Yeah, so that is also like an added cost that you don't really think about. And then going and buying, you know, a 24-pack of beer, that, if it's good beer, could run you a little bit. Yeah, and let's be honest, you don't have any um, pots and pans or anything else because that's all packed away at this point. Mm-hmm. So you got to go out and buy some plastic cutlery and crockery. And, you know, like the point is, is that there are these added costs at every little juncture when it comes to a big life event like moving that you can't always anticipate. Mm-hmm. So right before we dive into how you can sort of start planning for that, I'd like to take a very quick break and say a very big thanks to our sponsor. Are you looking to get ahead in life? Savvy Financial is an awesome tool that may be right for you. It's completely free and is backed by a team of MIT trained data scientists. They've developed an app that Kate and I both love and it connects to all of your accounts and makes money easy. You don't have to pay a financial advisor thousands of dollars for one-on-one time to learn how to manage your money these days. Savvy Financial can do it all for you and it's as easy as looking at a screen and planning out a goal. Kate and I ourselves were looking to buy a home so we put that as a goal for ourselves and Savvy Financial let us know that we are on track based on what we're currently doing and it can give you an idea as to how much you'll end up saving up by whatever date. It is a fantastic tool. I highly recommend you guys check it out and it's free. The base cost is totally free. So why wouldn't you try it out? You can claim this offer. Head on over to chainofwealth.com forward slash savvy. That's chainofwealth.com forward slash savvy. S-A-V-V-I. Savvy Financial. Make your money work for you. All right, Kate. So now that we're back from the break, do you have some ideas as to how we can actually sort of anticipate these costs? Yes. 
first and foremost, plan. And I heard this girl, it made my heart sing because although her boyfriend is completely ill-prepared, girlfriend is not. And she is collecting boxes and she like put the word out to everybody and she's getting all of her boxes used. And as you said before, boxes surprisingly can really run you up because... It's weird, right? Yeah, it is weird. It's one of those weird things that you wouldn't think would be expensive. Yeah, and you're buying stuff on Amazon. You're like, oh, it's another free box. Yeah, (laughs) save them if you're going to move. Um, Along even with like packaging tape, if you're moving like a whole house, you're going to need a lot of tape. And packaging tape... Yeah, it's eight bucks for a roll, but if you need two rolls or three rolls, suddenly, ten rolls. if you need ten rolls of tape, you oh are, man, it depends on how much you stuff you have. Either a have too much stuff, no, or if, you are over taping. If you're moving like a whole family, hundred percent, you could definitely be using ten rolls. Real, I guess you're right. Yeah, so that that's a lot of money just in itself. So I was really happy to eavesdrop here that she was collecting her boxes. So plan what you're going to do. And obviously another big one, and this is a hard one for me because I love having a full refrigerator. Eat up all your food before you move. That's such a critical one. It is. And it's so hard because, you know, all the good stuff goes first And then you get left with the crumbly things that have like lived in the back of your cabinet for who knows how long and it possibly might have legs growing out of it. Okay. If it has legs, maybe don't eat it. But (laughs) towards the end, it's really hard to not order takeout because you have all the stuff you don't really want to eat left over. So make sure you eat all your food. And that way it's also nice when you're in your new place, you can go grocery shopping for all your new stuff. Yeah, and your money will go a lot further. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not just carting around stuff that you don't actually need. Kate, the other thing is there's a lot of stuff you can do as well, like try and downsize a little bit before you move. Mm. Might be a good idea. There's tons of stuff you can do, but let's take a bit more of a holistic view. We always advocate having an emergency fund, and that's right. three to six months of savings, depending right. on where you are on the journey. That's a lot of money that you could have saved up. And, you know... That could be used for a time like this. Exactly. You know, because like moving, it's a suddenly a massive financial cost to you. And hopefully it's not an emergency though. Well, hopefully it's not an emergency, but you can still start tapping into that fund if you need to, mm-hmm. and then quickly rebuild up your emergency fund. Right. That's the whole purpose of an emergency fund is that it's money that if there's something big that you need to fund, you can. Right. And you don't have to put it on credit and then exactly. let and then it pay, live on yeah. your credit card for like, if you want to use your credit card to get the points, that's a different story completely, but you don't want it to have to you don't be want to carry a balance. on your credit card and then it live there for three, four, five, six months. Yeah, exactly. And even talking about that other situation that you spoke about earlier, the car accident. Ugh. So that, that yeah. poor person that was involved in the car accident, hopefully they're okay. Hopefully there's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. However, if something was wrong, you know, maybe there's medical bills. Maybe there is copay for the insurance That's on the car or deductible. Say, even the deductible on a car, $500. Yeah, $500 is a lot of money for it's, people that don't have it. Exactly. And most Americans do not have $1,000 in their emergency fund. So that just goes to show how dire straight we really are. Yeah. So make sure that you have that emergency fund funded. Then, so then let's take a step back. Right. Because what if... You know, you're not moving for a couple of months. 
we're all going to knock on some wood that we're not going to get in a car accident tomorrow. Yeah. But we need to start our emergency fund. What is the first step? Even if you have debt, even if, you know, life goes on, even if you are making payments towards something, but, you know, a car accident or something, an emergency is not going to wait. What advice do you have for somebody? Kate, this comes down to like budgeting 101. And the first thing that you should do in budgeting, you know, obviously jot down how much money you're going to bring in. Your first expense should be paying yourself. So when it comes to paying yourself, there's a couple of different ways you can do it. Like number one could be, you know, like your retirement funds, your 401k or um, something that's like maybe an, an IRA or whatever it is. The other thing could be an emergency fund, trying to build up that emergency fund. And you can sort of determine how aggressive you want to be in terms of how much money you want to put into it. And once you've done that, whatever money is left over, that should really go towards your bills. If you find that you have more bills and you have money left over, you need to reevaluate your life and determine what's important. Like, is it really necessary that you're paying $110 on your cell phone plan where you could be paying $50? And a little side note there, a lot of times when you call and just ask for it to be lowered, they do it. Yeah, because they know the value of you as a customer. Mm -hmm. They'd rather have you as a customer paying less than lose you altogether. Well, and that's not to completely get off track here, but that's a life lesson in anything because so many times I've had an electric bill or a water bill or some sort of cable bill for my internet and they just would randomly raise it and I would call and all you have to do is politely say, hi, uh, I would like it to be this much. And a lot of times they will give you a little uphill but they usually do drop it a little bit for you. Yeah. And because that long customer lifetime value that they associate with you, they'd rather mm -hmm. have you as a customer than not. Exactly. So a little life hack. Yeah. So that's definitely one thing you can do. Any other ideas if you're trying to put money towards an emergency fund? Uh, well, a little bit of a fun way, maybe not as aggressive as what you were talking about. But my mom and I used to do the 52-week challenge. Are you familiar with it? I am, yeah. Whoever is not familiar with it, you can do it one of two ways. You pick a certain amount. So we would start with a dollar. And the first week we would save a dollar. And then the second week we would save $2. And then the third week we would save $3. Do you see the pattern going? I here? do, yeah. Okay. Now, I know it, in it the could have gone to four, so I wasn't too sure. <laughs> I don't know if we were doubling or if we were just adding one. <laughs> um, well, you could double it too. You could even triple it. That would be an expensive exercise. Well, that's my point. So it gets to the point when you're getting up to like $20 and $40, like it starts to get a little bit more intense. Yeah. Or you could flip it because it's a little easier if you start it this way. You start with the 52 and then the next week you do 51 and then the next week you do 50 right. and then 49. And do you see and this so pattern on, yeah. going? I, I, I got this pattern. I mean, style. and that is just like, obviously you can twist it and turn it to however you want. You could do it every other week. You could do, you know, different increments. That's just what my mom and I would do when I right, was younger. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And yeah, and like you can keep track with each other and having that accountability partner is kind yeah, of fun. It yeah, was, it was fun. And then you, know that you can have money for Christmas or something. Yeah and, that's, yeah, and that's what we did use it for. We would start it in about August-ish. And granted, that's obviously not 52 weeks. But we would 
slowly build it, and then we would take that money, and that would be our holiday fund. Right. Yeah. So it's more like a 20-week challenge or even 16-week. <laughs> I forget the math, but like whatever. It was something. In any case, like small little habits like that can make a massive impact. Yeah. And it was really nice when we were able to finally spend the money because mentally in our minds, we weren't spending money that we needed. Yeah, that now, makes sense. is it the best idea to always have a bunch of cash laying around your house? Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. But if you are starting from nothing, then I definitely think that that is a good way to get a grip going. Yeah. And I'm going to throw another one out there just before we close out. And that's side hustle. Pick up an extra job. You know, if you pick up an extra job, whatever money you make, that's on top of what you ordinarily make. So you can put that money towards something good. All right, Kate, this has been a very fun episode. And yeah, guys, we would love to hear from you. Don't forget to DM us on Instagram. It's at Chain of Wealth. But not Take a while screenshot. you're driving. Let us know if you enjoyed today's show. Catch you on the flip side. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 